Zipper rolls out to the right, pitches off to Taylor, and Taylor's to the 20. Down to the 15, down to the 10, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Touchdown, Billy Taylor! Touchdown, Billy Taylor! Billy Taylor scored a touchdown from 21 yards out. The crowd goes berserk. It was November 22nd, 1969 that they came to Barry, Michigan, all dressed in maize and blue. The words were said, the prayers were read, and everybody cried. But when they closed the coffin, there was someone else inside. Oh, they came to Barry, Michigan, but Michigan wasn't dead. And when the game was over, it was someone else instead. Eleven Michigan Wolverines put on the gloves of gray, and as the organ played the victors, they laid Woody Hayes away. Under center is Wangler at the 45. He goes back. He's looking for a receiver. He throws downfield to fire. Welcome to the Michigan Man Podcast on Wolverine Sports Radio, a member of the V-Sporto Network and in partnership with SB Nation's Maze and Brew for Wolverine fans from coast to coast. Go Blue and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Mike Fitzpatrick. On today's Visitor's Edition, my guest is Will Tiemann from the Spartan Sports Network. Will hosts the pregame show on the network, the Mark D'Antonio radio show, and Inside the Huddle with Mark D'Antonio. He is also the longtime voice of Spartan basketball. Before Will joins us, my view from Section 17. On today's segment with Will Tiemann, he said that the final 10 seconds of last year's game were glorious for the Spartans. Not so much for us. I can remember the last 10 seconds like it was yesterday. It was a shocking and heartbreaking way to lose any game, but even more gut-wrenching when it happens to be your in-state rival. I still remember the video after the game of Mark D'Antonio heading down the tunnel and looking up at the fans saying, where are all the Wolverines now? Let's face it, the Spartans have had their way in this series for some time now. They have beaten us physically and on the scoreboard. If you believe the Vegas odds makers, we are now 21-point favorites in this game. We are rolling, and Michigan State is reeling. If you are a fan as old as me, and I won't tell you how old that is, you've seen this before. A struggling Spartan team against a very good Michigan team. A big point spread in our favor, and the game ends up being a four-quarter dogfight. I'm not saying that's going to happen on Saturday, but this is a rivalry game, and here I go with a cliché. You can throw the records out when these two teams meet, and I do believe that. I personally think Michigan State is going to play their best game of the year. On Monday's show, Nick Baumgartner said even if they do, he doesn't think their best is good enough to hang with Michigan if we bring our A game. Let's hope we do. I would like to win this game going away, but I'll take it however we can get it on Saturday. All I know is I wish it was 11.55 a.m. on Saturday right now. I am ready to tee it up. How about you? FireFan is the free new interactive sports app I've been telling you about since summer. In the next few weeks, it will be available in the Google Play and iTunes stores. FireFan will put you right in the action. You make the calls, you predict plays, scores, penalties, and more. You can also compete for great prizes. There has never been a game app like FireFan. For a sneak peek or to sign up ahead of the crowds, email playitfirst at yahoo.com and leave your cell number. 
That's playitfirst at yahoo.com and leave your cell number. There has never been a game like Firefan. Find out why. Will Teeman says despite Michigan State's 2-5 and five record, they will be ready for Michigan on Saturday. And he believes this will be a much tighter game than Michigan fans and the media think it will be. We shall see. He joins me next here on The Michigan Man on Wolverine Sports Radio, a member of the V-Sporto Network, and in partnership with SB Nation's Maze in Birth. Joining us again this year as we preview Saturday's big game in East Lansing between Michigan and Michigan State from the Spartan Sports Network, Will Teeman. Will, great to have you back with us this year. Well, Mike, it's always good. Uh, you know, it's it's interesting. We're coming off of one of the greatest games ever in college football history in terms of the finish. Whether you're the MSU fan or the Michigan fan, that, that fabulous turn seconds. So that will always live with us. But it's amazing how things can change in a 12-month window uh, for both programs. And uh, so this thing Saturday is going to be kind of interesting. going to be very interesting. And before we talk about uh, the game this Saturday, Will, let's sort of uh, get a feel for where and how the Spartans got to this point in the season. And back up to Saturday night, the Spartans lost on the road to Maryland. Positives, 279 yards, which is a massive amount on the ground. 128 of those from L.J. Scott. The offense moved the ball. Uh, the negatives, again, were the penalties on both sides of the ball. Not much of, of a pass rush. In the end, those mistakes were just too much to overcome, Will. Yeah, and I think the um, for Spartan fans listening, do not jump off the ledge here. <laughs> uh, because uh, while every all of us are like, are you kidding me? This is really happening. The truth of the matter is, just take the defensive line. I mean, you play four people, and then you have some backups. Right now, thanks to guys going to the NFL, some injuries, some graduations, uh, eight people that would have been there a year ago are not there. Eight defensive linemen are gone. Uh, you're now playing a freshman quarterback, even though he's a redshirt. He's only played a couple of games, really. And so you go up and down the line, and what's happened here because of injuries and, and circumstance, uh, Michigan State is being forced to take red shirts off of people. The most true freshman Mark D'Antonio in his time at Michigan State has ever played is five. We're up to nine now, and he's saying it might be more by game time Saturday. So, you know, what you have, you have a a really good group of talented young people. But they're brand new, and they don't know. uh, And you don't learn unless you do it. The problem is, in the past these new people had mentors that were playing in front of them to help them along. Right now, there's not much help for these guys in the field. So it's been a little crazy. And at Maryland, when you're a team that's on on the edge of the margins, uh, you know that you're not 
you know, a team overrun with all Americans. You can't make silly mistakes. And I don't want to take anything away from Maryland because those guys played their hearts out. But fumbles down at the goal line, silly penalties like you mentioned. I mean, you can't do those things. And as crazy as this sounds, and it's going to sound nutty, if MSU played solid football, limited on the penalties, not foolish mistakes, not untimely fumbles because you don't protect the ball, a little common sense, uh, this team could be undefeated as well. I know it sounds crazy, but if you go through the plays, play by play by play as we do because we follow them every game, you can circle things and go, if this doesn't happen, we win. Uh, a couple pass plays at Milwaukee. Uh, if he doesn't throw them into the turf, the guy's wide open for a touchdown. So there's all of these things going on. So all the magic we had a year ago to beat Michigan with 10 seconds ago, we have no magic right now. Maybe maybe Saturday some of that fairy dust will come back. Well, as you said, when you have nine true freshmen uh, playing, and I, I think I read that this week, that is the most, as you said, the coach Mark D'Antonio has ever uh, used in his tenure. A lot of redshirt freshmen uh, on the field uh, also this year. And, and then you mentioned the numbers, eight guys to the NFL uh, from last year's team. Inconsistency is going to be the key word, isn't it, Will? Well, it has been, but it doesn't have to be, if that makes any sense. Because now we're heading into the second half of the Big Ten season. And a lot of these fellows have played a lot of football. Now, there's going to be mistakes, but, you know, let's face it. Riley Bull is a captain and, and a great linebacker. 45 penalty yards in personal fouls and a targeting and pitched in the first half. Now, you have to be smart. And Riley's a great guy and a heck of a football player. But we finished that game Saturday without a single captain on the field. And that's never happened before. Now, some of that's injury, and of course, Riley gets pitched. But at some point, you have to use your common sense a little bit. And football, as you know, is a really hard game. It's hard. And every player on every team in the Big Ten, they're doing all these things. They're sacrificing a lot. So where's the payoff? The payoff is to have fun and win on Saturday. Well, if you're going to win, then don't beat yourself. And I think mm -hmm. that's the message. It's been the message, and it's going to be the message until something changes. Well, when things uh, sort of go south after all of the success uh, that the program has had uh, with Coach D'Antonio, a lot of the fans start pointing fingers at the quarterback. Uh, Tyler O'Connor started the season uh, at quarterback. Damian Terry has seen action. And on Saturday, uh, redshirt freshman Brian Lewerke got his second start against Maryland is this Brian's job for right now? I have no idea. Uh, Tyler didn't play because he was hurt. The quarterback spot is not the problem with this football team. It has not been the problem. But yet, you're the quarterback, so everybody points to that. And I just point to the Northwestern loss between Lewerke and the amazing job Tyler O'Connor did in the second half, bringing MSU back within two points against the Wildcats before the special teams broke down. And R.J. Sheldon, the receiver, who threw two passes. Collectively, they threw for more yards in that game than any game ever in the history of MSU football. They put 40 points on the board. I don't think the quarterback is the problem. And it's a team game, and it's little breakdowns. You get back 33 to 31. You're down two, lots of time. You got all the momentum. You're at home. And then you give up a 95-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. 
And usually when you look at those kind of plays mm-hmm. schematically, a lot of people are in the wrong spot. Exactly. And so they're not coached to do that, but that's part of youth, and, and it's just the way it goes. And then this little tailspin, and it's, I don't want to make light of it, but I do believe it's a blip because there's so much talent hanging out in the football building in Michigan State. It's just, it's almost been the perfect storm, Mike, and that's the best way I can describe Well, as we've been saying, the offense has been inconsistent through the first seven games, and that is very frustrating, I know, for Spartan fans to watch. L.J. Scott is leading the way on the ground with 464 yards heading into this week. And then you look at the receiving core. A lot of talent there with Josiah Price, R.J. Sheldon, Donnie Corley, Monty Medeiros. And you've got to think if there was an easy fix, Coach D'Antonio and the staff uh, would have found it by now. When you get to week eight, it just isn't like flipping the switch, is it, Will? No, and you mentioned Corley, who's going to be a great receiver. What you don't see is how many times he runs the wrong route uh, because he's a freshman. That can make your offense a little inconsistent. Young running backs, r- run, young running backs at times, or special teams guys that are in there that miss blocks that they shouldn't. I mean, schematically, there's 11 guys in the field, and they, yeah. it would help if they all did the right thing, you know. <laughs> and so that's part of the learning curve. But at the end of the day, you just have to not shoot yourself in the foot. Because I really like this football team, and I know it has limits. But here's the great thing about this game. Uh, you know, Michigan, boy, they are rolling. And they, they've only had one really solid opponent. That's Wisconsin. That was a great football game. They played almost everything at home this year. Uh, so, you know, wouldn't it be just neat if, if you're a Spartan fan to have your whole season get right at one time with this kind of win? And we've seen this all over the country. Uh, a lot of times teams have been given up for dead, and then they come up and they win a game. And you know what? It's interesting. You don't have to be better than Michigan in this case. You just got to be better than Michigan one time. You don't have to play them 10 times. And so I think those who think this game is a, is a throwaway and that MSU is not going to show up to play football, I'm just telling you, if MSU doesn't shoot itself in the foot, there's going to be a game here that's going to surprise you. Well, I think those of us who've been around for a few decades and seen a few of these games already know that. We've seen plenty of surprises through the years. Uh, these point spreads are ridiculous. I, you know, it's 18 points this week. But as I said, if we've been around for a few decades and seen these games, I don't even read the papers this week because it just it's crazy. The message boards on Facebook and uh, the talk shows uh, here in the Detroit market, it really gets silly, Will, and I think you know that too. Yeah, and and you know, and I'm a realist. I, I, I understand how good the Wolverines are going this year. They're playing great. And I don't know if there's a better player in the country than Peppers, to be honest with you. He may not win the Heisman, but he can be a Mike team any day of the week. Um <laughs> And so they've got they got seniors, they've got a lot of seniors, and they're experienced, and they're well-coached. They're all of those things. But at the end of the day, what happens in this game if all of a sudden Michigan's not up by 30? What happens if they're trailing? What happens if the game gets a little tight? What happens if they get a bad bounce? You know, we don't know that part of the team because they really haven't been there yet. And when they did get put to the test against Wisconsin, there they struggled a little bit. And so having said all that, I got hope. I got hope, Mike. I got hope. Well, that is uh, the thing to watch this week, Will. Five losses in a row for Michigan State. Michigan's rolling right along, and it's a rivalry game. 
you just don't know what can happen. And as you said, we've seen some wacky things happening in the college football world this year. But for different reasons, this game has a huge impact on the future of both teams as far as this season goes. Yeah, you know, MSU is trying to get the six wins. Uh, but more important, they're trying to regain their swagger a little bit, get some respect, make themselves feel good. And anytime you can beat Michigan, that makes you feel good. For, for the Wolverines, it's kind of interesting as you look at how these divisional races are, are shaping up. At the end of the day, if Michigan gets by Michigan State, I'm going to assume they're going to roll into Columbus on the last game of the regular season unbeaten. And I'm also kind of assuming that the Buckeyes have had their only loss up to that point in time. And so Ohio State will find itself in a little bit of position like we were a year ago. They were unbeaten. Michigan State went to Columbus. We had one loss. We beat the Buckeyes. So we have the same record, but we win the head-to-head. So Michigan, even if they roll into Columbus unbeaten and assuming Ohio State won't lose anymore, they still got to beat the Buckeyes to get past it all. Of course, they haven't beat Michigan State yet. But having said all that, this game for Michigan is really big on many fronts. And you go back to the last time they won a Big Ten title, you're going way back. So for such a proud program, uh, if they stumble and they don't get it done again this year, it'll have some people scratching their heads. Well, I, I think you're right about that. It uh, it's, uh, sets up for so many reasons to be, again, a huge game for these teams on Saturday. And just a closing thought, Will. You know, when this week rolls around, I think it's it's natural to reminisce about some of the, the great games and moments in this rivalry. Last year, still very fresh for fans on both sides, and both fan bases feel differently about the results, of course. When you think, though, of some of the great moments that, that you've witnessed in this rivalry, what game or games do you remember best? Well, obviously, we all remember that 10-second game because that's the one that will live with most of us because it was so unexpected and it was so dramatic on such a big stage. Mm-hmm. And there were so many sidebar elements to it. And so I look at that one and I go, wow. And there's a Larry Caper run at the end, uh, to beat Michigan in OT. I mean, you can go up and down the list. The, the one second game, in that particular season when Smoker threw the ball to Duckett for the winning score, um, I was a sideline reporter then, and when I was at the goal line, and when Smoker threw the ball to Duckett, who has the worst hands in the world, <laughs> I thought, oh, no, not to Duckett. And then he caught it. That was a miracle. And so you can go through all of these things. And the other part of that, you also remember some of the heartbreak. Uh, you remember Michigan kicking a field goal, like almost at the last play of the game to win a, a heck of a, a game, 12 to 10. I mean, there's a lot of great moments. And the thing that I think it's neat with Michigan getting sort of back to itself is that you want both of these programs to be at the top of their game. And that's what makes this rivalry fun. Mm-hmm. They're good, we're good, and then in one moment in time, who, who's the guy that can brag for a year? And uh, Paul Bunyan's been hanging out with us a long time, and I don't want to see him go. You know, another game I remember, Will, and I think we're going to lose some of our young listeners on this one, it was either 78, I think it was 78, but when the Spartans rolled into uh, the big house uh, with Eddie Smith and Kirk Gibson against uh, a Rick Ulrich oh, yeah. team, and... Uh, that was a humdinger of a game, big game for a Kirk Gibson. And that was another big moment in this series for the Spartans. You know, and I can share with you my favorite quote around this game. You might think it would be about the little brother, big brother comments mm-hmm. that happened between, you know, the two programs after Mike Hart 
talked a little bit maybe too much, but you know that, and I got this story from George Prose, and he told it a bunch of times. Uh, the, f- the first time that George Prose took a team into Michigan Stadium, he's talking to Bo before the game, you know, that feel like coaches do. George says to Bo, oh, I'm a little nervous. Bo says, you should be. <laughs> my favorite quote of the whole series in my lifetime. Well, there are so many great stories, and there have been so many great games in this uh, rivalry. And who knows what we're going to see Saturday, but uh, they tee it up at 12 noon at Spartan Stadium. Big game for both teams. Our guest on our show today as we uh, get ready uh, and preview this weekend's big game has been from the Spartan Sports Network, Will Team and Will Always a pleasure to have you on the show, and we look forward to our next visit. That sounds great. Take care. An injury update and a few game day notes are next on Quick Hits here on The Michigan Man on Wolverine Sports Radio, a member of the V-Sporto Network, and in partnership with SB Nation's Maze and Brew. Quick hits today. We are in very good shape on the injury front heading into this weekend's game. Chris Evans is the only question mark. He suffered a concussion in the Illinois game, and Jim said he wasn't sure if he would be ready to go this week. Other than him, we are ready to rock on Saturday. Here are a few game day notes. Michigan leads this series with 68 wins. The Spartans have won 35 times, and there have been five ties. The first meeting was in October of 1898. The game was played in Detroit, and Michigan won 39 to nothing. Mark D'Antonio was 89 and 38 in his 10th season as the head Spartan. They were 12 and 2 last season, Big Ten champions, made it to the playoffs, and lost in the Cotton Bowl to Alabama 38 to nothing. They are 2 and 5 heading into this Saturday's game and riding a five-game losing streak. The weatherman says game time temps will be in the 50s, and it will be partly sunny. We might even see a few raindrops during the game. Kickoff is at 12 noon. Our free show app is available from both the Google Play and iTunes stores. And we are now on the team at iHeartRadio. So check out one of my free apps and don't miss an episode. If you get the show from iTunes, please take a minute to say a few words about the program and rate us. FireFan is the free new interactive sports app I've been telling you about since summer. In the next few weeks, it will be available in the Google Play and iTunes stores. FireFan will put you right in the action. You make the calls. You predict plays, scores, penalties, and more. You can also compete for great prizes. There has never been a game app like FireFan. For a sneak peek or to sign up ahead of the crowds, email playitfirst at yahoo.com and leave your cell number. That's playitfirst at yahoo.com and leave your cell number. There has never been a game app like FireFan. Find out why. Next week, we're back home in the big house to take on an improved Maryland team under the direction of former defensive coordinator D.J. Durkin. On Tuesday's game day edition, my scheduled guest is Chris Ballas from TheWolverine.com. On Thursday, we hope to be joined by the Hall of Fame radio voice of Maryland football, Johnny Holiday. So make sure you join me for that. That will do it for this week's Visitor's Edition. Thanks to Will Tiemann from the Spartan Sports Network for being our guest. If history teaches us anything about the Michigan-Michigan State game, it is to expect the unexpected. Mark D'Antonio will pull out all the stops this week. 
A win over Michigan would salvage their season, maybe even turn it around. For us, a win will get the Spartan monkey off our back and turn the page to a four-week stretch in November that will be more exciting each week. At least we hope so. We have to do our part, and that starts with taking care of the Spartans this weekend. Let's get it done. Have a great Wolverine weekend, everyone. I'm your host, Mike Fitzpatrick. Think victory, beat MSU. Until next time, take care, and as always, go blue. Thanks for joining us today on The Michigan Man, here on Wolverine Sports Radio, a member of the V-Sporto Network, and in partnership with SB Nation's Maze and Brew. Our listener lines are open 24-7 for your calls at 313-263-4842. That's 313-263-4842. Or email us at themichiganmanpodcast at yahoo.com. That's themichiganmanpodcast at yahoo.com. The Michigan Man Podcast is produced at the studios of Robin Lynn Productions, Allen Park, Michigan, and is not affiliated with the University of Michigan. Go Blue!